0: Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio's, I'm sorry, The Arsenio Buck Perspective Podcast. Oh my God, I got totally lost, totally forgot what I was going to be doing this morning. But nonetheless, man, it is an amazing, and I mean an amazing Monday morning. I'm so grateful, waking up full of grace, but, and I'm not going to say but, but, and I saw my Facebook memories and I realized that today was the seven year anniversary for the first time, I did my Tough mutter, And to be honest with you people, this was the life-changing race that I ended up going on a journey on for 2016, 17, upwards to November of 2018 when I finally stopped because I felt like I've overcome all the problems that were deep with me based on traumatic experiences from before and dealing with, obviously, Thailand in general. But boy... <clears throat> Taking that trip to Melbourne, you know, being there for the first time in three years, having my friend at the time, uh, Joy, pick me up from the airport. And I realized that, you know, it was a totally different world that I was living in compared to three years prior. I was more of myself in 2015, obviously overcoming 2013 in the worst year, 2014, emotionally. But when it came to 2015, I was more well grounded. I remember getting off the plane and this lady just came right up to me and said, hello. And we had a conversation about black folks for the next 10 minutes, random lady working at the airport. And I was like, you know what, this time is going to be unbelievably different. And I ended up living, you know, staying at one of my friends house along with her four kids who were just so unbelievably amazing. Maya, who is now apparently 19 years old and You know, the other three boys or four boys, as a matter of fact. And I just, you know, it it was just one of those moments where, you know, I was able to go back out there. free-minded, and without any baggage from my prior experience, but also with a lot of baggage from what was happening in my life. And I joined this race and I wanted to join this race back in 2011 when it made its debut. But I joined this race in 2015 because I had to overcome things mentally. And so I wanted to put myself through the most physical, physically fucked up obstacle course you could ever imagine. And I remember we took a nice venture all the way out there. Next, you know, it was probably about 14 Celsius. I don't go by Fahrenheit anymore, but it was like 14 Celsius. We got some food. There were a lot of people, you know, getting prepared for the race. You know, there was a pit stop, people getting food, this and that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be, this is hell this is it. And me, I'm just trying to get myself hyped up. You know, her, old, her eldest son was there and then we finally get to the grounds and then I'm over here just nervous as hell because obviously I'm in a world where oh, I don't know what the hell's going on, you know? But along this race, along this journey, after that race started, I met people in different stages, just like I meet people at different stages of my life who were there just momentarily. And other people who were there for, well, not so long, I guess you could say. But, you know, this wasn't like compared to the wonderful 2017 uh, Tough butter half Tough butter I did in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. But around 10 KM, I remember I was helping people up in these crazy ass muddy hills and I was just having a blast. They had great music playing. And I remember after that 10 KM, that barrier, that mental barrier, that terror barrier went up in my mind when my Achilles got swollen, when my ankles began hurting, when my Achilles began hurting. And I remember reaching a place called Gorilla Mountain. And this is one of the obstacle courses where you had to trek all the way up a mountain where I saw little things moving. I thought they were ants, but they were people. And another guy came zooming down in a four wheel car. And he said, hey guys, do not go up that mountain. Everyone's knees are buckling, go up this mountain instead. And so I went up another mountain It was so hard and difficult for me to get up. And when I got up, next thing you know, I was already having indigestion at the time. So my stomach started hurting and I met some other folks at the top of the hill. I think they were either Australian Chinese or Singaporean Chinese, not exactly sure. Great people. And then that was it. For the next 10 kilometers, I wanted to give up. For the next, let's say seven kilometers, I wanted to give up. And it was just like the year prior to me living here in Thailand. I wanted to give up. But when you realize that there is no other way of going about doing this, when I saw 11 kilometer, I'm like, oh my God, my stomach is killing me. My knees are killing me. This is killing me. That's killing me. I just began walking and walking and walking. I wasn't running anymore because I couldn't all my joints were totally inflamed by then. But man, I just kept my head down and that's when I had to face me. All the trauma, all the insidious comments, all the you Black man low-class pimp, all the death threats that I received, probably right around, probably, probably plus or minus one month. I believe it happened in the month of November, but a girl working for Thai Airways threatened my life for whatever reason it was on some website that ended where I got a ridiculous amount of racist ass comments. And to be honest with you, I just started trekking through this, this melancholy of all the disgusted past experiences, even at my, even at my, uh, my then job, them not giving me work based on the color of my skin. And it was just me and me. It was no one else around. It was me in this, this vortex of fucking hell, just walking up and down these hills. But then when I got to 12 kilometer, 13 kilometer, 14 kilometer, I said, I can do this. And it was going back to my life. Like, I can actually do this. I can defeat this race just like I could defeat all the racist-ass people back in that fucking nasty-ass country they call Thailand. And I kept continuing to trek and trek. And Shrek, and it went to 15 and 16. The next thing you know, I saw a helicopter. And I saw a whole, people, a whole bunch of people screaming. And I saw an ambulance, these people down below, not doing a goddamn thing. But this guy came running up the hill and screamed at them. And then they ran into the ambulance and just like went flying straight into the obstacle course, picked someone up. And a guy got transported to the hospital. He had seizures. And I saw myself. I said, man, it could be a lot worse. It got to 17 kilometers. It got to 18 kilometers. I said, I'm almost finished. I had to go through an Arctic enema, which is basically an ice tub in fucking 13, 14 degrees temperature. And then after that, I had to go through electroshock therapy, which I just saw the video again for the first time in about seven years. And me, follow, uh, you know, falling down at the end and saying, Oh my God, I did it. I held that little sign saying tough butter. I had the band across my head and everything. And to be honest with you, I did feel an uplift. And although that was just the beginning of my journey, you know, this was, you know, just this was two months prior to me hearing that voice and getting the Napoleon Hill's law of success. Started my podcast in January 3rd of 2016, having the most successful year to that point in 2016, but all oh, we're still trying to overcome these racist ass people out here. Although I really don't see it anymore. I don't see people as racist anymore. But I used to be held responsible. I used to hold myself responsible for other people's actions, ignorance, perceptions, beliefs of what they have of black people. And of course, it was what the disgusting news out here had taught them, just like China, just like China. And to be honest with you, 2016 ended up being a resurgence. Me quitting jobs. Me still working at a workplace where all the Thai students would give me the dirtiest looks. Uh, the Japanese would give me the dirtiest looks in that suit in that downtown uh Bangkok area. And boy, I could only say it was all worth it. It was all worth it. That race, tough mutter. Me finally invested into my personal development. January 3rd, being the time that I started my personal development podcast and I went on a set that was like a passionate project of mine and then 2016 being that year where I had to surge in all forms shapes and sizes getting amazing opportunities teaching HR executives and banking executives and investing executives at the bank being able to you know collaborate and corroborate with you know the two women who I ended up quitting on in 2020 because that was another massive rite of passage but that 2016 was a surge and it all started because I needed to prove to myself that I can overcome mentally the 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 malice the guillotine although a guillotine is just a one shot boot gone head off right but it was like Uh, just a grinder, a mental grinder of an environment where every day I had to face ignorance. And to be honest with you, yes, I still face that ignorance today, but I don't have any responsibility. I remember I was at, uh, what is it? I was at a stoplight yesterday on a motorbike motorbike taxi that I heard right next to me, someone lifted their window up and then I heard them lock their door. I said, that has nothing to do with me you are the one that you're putting out to the universe that maybe me or other people are very bad. And I hope you do find some kind of healing and some kind of, some kind of, oh man, some resolve. But to be honest with you, I have, I have no responsibility of that. See, when you get to that mental, like that mental state, everything else just goes away. And of course me haven't, a fiance. Now I never thought I would have a fiance, especially if you go back seven years ago and you say Arsenio, okay. In in September of 2022, you're going to have a fiance. You're going to get married. I'd be like, boy, you are out of your fucking mind. I'm in Thailand. No way. Thai women hate black men. That's what, that's the story. The victim story that I told myself every single day. And I lived it. I lived it because I recreated it. Hell, if I put that out there into the universe every single fucking day, of course, it's going to show up in human form every single fucking day, especially in <clears throat> that horrible ass job that I worked at. wasn't even the Thai people, it was the foreigners too. You guys know the stories. And so I'm so grateful that that Tough mutter kicked off an entirely different me. A me that I learned so many things about so many people especially in 2016 a very tough year mentally but 2017 being that rite of passage year where i say you know what fuck this i deserve a hell of a lot better and i moved to bangkok at the the end of 2017 in 2018 being one of those ugly ass years too dealing with a whole bunch of ignorant motherfuckers seeking approval from other people trying to be friends. trying to make other people laugh, this and that and this. And I finally said to hell with all that, even in 2019, still working for people who just completely depreciated me. Finally, in 2020 in August, that never happened again. And I just worked for me. And it all started with Tough mutter. I'm not telling you to join an obstacle course. I'm telling you to go on a journey, to go on a journey to discover some of those limiting beliefs that may. And I'm saying that may be holding you back right now from you being the best, not only with your best self, but being your best self so everybody else can get 100% of you because they rightfully deserve that. With that being said, people, stay tuned for more over and out.